Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by The Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. Look, this will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar. But to be honest, there is a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I actually liked. I'd find a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass, or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's finally done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for without sacrifice. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and called it the town gardens. They have more than a 100 televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything you need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want every day they want it. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in the Warriors huddle with me, Bram, and I couldn't be more fired up to announce after, man, I don't even know how long, dude, way too long. A noted author with experience at Forbes and Fansided who is now dropping gems for the Miami Herald and the Ringer, the former Warriors beat writer for the Bay Area News Group, the current host of the Locked On Heat and the Locked On NBA podcast, the author of The West Side, a fearless Marriott Rewards champion, and a guy who can tell you exactly how many 30-point games Bam has had since the All-Star break, Mr. Wes Goldberg. What's going on, Wes? Just the one. Just the one 30-point game. I want you to know I have right here one because I knew you were going to say that right <laughs> on my nose. You can't see it because of the background, but um, I respect it. And I tell you what, dude, we really need you. Um, I'm bringing you in because I plan on spending. Hopefully, we'll see how far this goes, but hopefully at least the next couple of months just spewing straightforward Homer optimistic takes into this fucking mic. And so before we jump down that like one-sided rabbit hole, we need someone with a little objectivity and that's you. You know, you, you aren't stuck in the bay anymore but you do know the team so you can give us i don't know the uh the thousand mile up view and i'm so fired up for it i'll tell you what i'm gonna bang the glass half full we're not looking backwards wes we are looking forwards so we'll go right to our golden questions you remember this mailbag occasionally gets personal always deals with the words this one kind of does both and here's the first quote i believe but could use a reminder why can golden state win it all so what do you think, dude? You know, you've watched this season and it hasn't been the most, you know, easy one to go through. Um, why should Golden State be considered a title contender? Well, uh, three things, really. Uh, the first thing is the obvious one. They've got the experience. They've got the pedigree. They've got the talent. They know how to do it. Everything everybody's always talked about for the Warriors during this entire run. All those things. That's point number one. Point number two is that they're they're healthy at the right time, right? And And... Healthy, plus also getting Andrew Wiggins back. We'll see what Wiggins looks like. He hasn't played yet. Yeah. Uh, I think the conditioning part is almost kind of being understated and uh, and, and kind of overlooked by people who cover the team and and, and Warriors fans. Like this, this he has not played in a long time, and from his comments, it doesn't sound like he was doing a whole lot of work. You know, he was asked by reporters, "What were you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I ran a little." It's like, dude, I run a little. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not playing in a, a playoff game tomorrow. You know, like it's <laughs> it's uh so that part to me is very concerning. But and the Sacramento Kings, I think, are really good, and I don't think that they should be overlooked either. And they like to run up and down the floor, so I'm really interested to see how Wiggins can do that in a fast-paced game. But other than him, Gary Payton's healthy. Steph, Clay, Draymond, from all indications, they're fresh, they're healthy, they're ready to go, um, and they're not dealing with any major injuries. So. That's that's good because there's not a lot, you know, that's not the case for a lot of playoff teams. And then the third thing 
is uh, I do think that the West is legitimately wide open. Yeah. I would not call the Warriors the favorites. I think you've got to be out of your mind to call the Warriors the favorites you don't have to go uh, that right far. now. But <laughs> I think that's Phoenix, right? I think that's got to be Phoenix. If you're we'll get there. The you know, I don't like, you know, but, don't speed through the outline. You know, I've got okay. questions for you down the line. Stay, <laughs> stay in our question here. But every team in the West has flaws, Warriors included. But there's no team out there that I feel so great about that if you told me right now, hey, by the way, I got a, I've got a, a time machine. The Warriors are coming out of the West. I'd be like, yeah, that seems like one of the teams that could come out of the West. So it wouldn't be shocking either. So those are the three things. Speaking as somebody who does not do any running at all, even a little, don't you dismiss the fact that he's been running a little. That means a lot. Um, jokes aside, conditioning. We can look to objective facts, not just subjective opinion, right? I'm positive that when he came back, the Warriors probably wanted to get one regular season game in. You know, I mean, they, they, if nothing else, maybe 10 minutes in Portland, something. And the fact that they held him out and, you know, decided to wait until playoff game number one suggests there's some conditioning. Now, it's worth saying Kerr came out today and said, nope, he's right where we want him to be and he's ready to go. But you know, we got to say that. Uh I hate letting you go first because you always you, you've taken all of my little bullet points off my fucking outline. You know why can Golden State win it all? Steph, Clay, Dre are healthy and have never lost a series when healthy. Kerr has never lost a series in the Western Conference uh, playoffs. Um, the Warriors are not just healthy. Hot. That's a wild stat. I saw that on Twitter, kind of making the rounds, and it, you like kind of intuitively know it. It's sort of just one of those obvious stats. Right. Like it's not an advanced metric. You're like, wow, he's doing what against yeah. isolation? Like that's not it's not one of those. It's just, but you're like, oh, wow, that's actually true. Granted, like they missed the playoffs a couple of years in a row, yeah. but still like it. And, and they did lose a play in game, which it, I, I guess that doesn't count. So it's literally the what you just did, I think, is what we all do when we hear the stat. It's that double check stat, you know, like, well, I get. And then you start thinking back and they lost. No, but it wasn't in the Western Conference. They lost in the finals, but that's not the Western Conference. So, no, he has not. I'll give you some other stuff. Um, the eight out of 10 to finish the year. You know, I mean, these guys, they went through a shit burger stretch. But then the health and the continuity and where they needed to be all happened towards the end of the year. That's exactly what you want. And they finally have nine guys who can contribute in a playoff game. All year, they didn't have a deep rotation. Now, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, Loon, Poole, GP2, Dante, and probably Kaminga. And so, you know, they're, they're right there, um, which leads to the next one. And Can I, can I two notes on that, though? Sure. I think if you squint, it kind of feels like last year too, where they got healthy and then they kind of get hot right before the playoffs, and, and, and then you and, and then they just make that run, right? And so there is a little bit of that too. I don't know. I'm a big. I, I like Kaminga a lot. Um, I don't know that he's going to be like second round of the playoffs ready to go. I yep. I think that's going to be a really big test for him, and I do have questions about Golden State's lineup. In general, I don't think that they ever really replaced like the Otto Porter role. Of course. Dude, and if, uh, yeah, if if JK was an exclamation point, of course, he is ready. You know, if he was anywhere close to where we think he's going to be, this question wouldn't be why can they win it all? It would be why are they the uh, giant favorites? You Good know, point. and so no, are there are there issues that we've got to be concerned about? Of course, there are. But if viewed through the optimistic lens, you know, there's there's reasons to be optimistic. But here, here's the next one. Quote. Am I crazy or are the pundits being way too optimistic about the Warriors? Please remind the world why Warriors fans should at least be worried. So this made me think of you immediately. You couldn't, you didn't even let me wait to ask you the question before you started shitting on my optimism. So there you go, dude. Tee off for so Warrior fans listening. <laughs> why should we be worried? I feel like that was sort of my gimmick when I was in the Bay Area covering the team was I was just like, that was me shitting on optimism. Uh, I was accused of not being a Warriors fan when I was covering the Warriors, which is true. I'm not a Warriors fan. Now that I'm back covering the Heat, I'm just accused constantly of being a Warriors fan. So <laughs> it's just I'm I'm a that's just sort of my thing, I guess, as covering basketball. I'm just sort of a pessimist, which kind of sucks. I never <laughs> wanted to be that guy. Anyway, um, anyways, here's I, some pessimism. <laughs> anyway, here's that. I never wanted to do it. However, uh, <laughs> that being said, the Sacramento Kings are really good, and I don't know that the Warriors get through them. Really? I, I think it's a tough matchup, man. I know that Draymond's like, yeah, like we don't have to travel and it's just Sacramento and it's the king, like whatever. Like this is classic, like overlooking the little brother. And then one day the little brother beats you in a fight and, and you kind of have to rethink things. Um, I, I think the Kings are tough. I, I think that they, they play really fast. 
Um, the, the Tyron Fox is legitimately good. And, and in the fourth quarter, he's going to shoot with Steph and Clay, not from like three point range, but he's going to score, you know, he's going to do it his way. Yep. And then I know that like, I've heard this talking point and I'm not really sure why it's a thing that unlike teams like Memphis, when they're healthy or even Denver or even Phoenix with Deandre Ayton, like, or the Lakers even the Warriors don't have to worry about size against the Kings. And I'm not really sure why that's a thing. Cause I'm very worried about DeMontis Sabonis. If I'm the Kings, like, or if I'm the Warriors, because yeah, he's not the biggest dude, but he plays big. That dude is strong. That dude is as strong as anybody on the Warriors. He plays mean and he's angry and he gets to wherever he wants on the court and he sets tough screens. Like that dude is a physical force. And uh, I think that there's a potential for him to cause problems. And we've seen this with the Warriors over the years. Like, they have problems containing guys, speedy guards like De'Aaron Fox. And, you know, you could throw Gary Payton at me if, and you say that's the answer. All right. I'll, like, maybe that's true, but I got to see it first, man. Like, I haven't seen much of Gary Payton this year at all. Holy shit. So, hold on. Hold on. Are you using the phrase, I have to see it first, while explaining to me why Sacramento is going to beat fucking Golden State in a playoff and series? Gotta, they're not going to beat Golden State, but Here. the three seed. See this completely. We're just like overlooking them. Like they didn't win a bunch of games and that they haven't been awesome all year long. piece of paper long. I'm holding up. This blank piece of paper is a list of the accomplishments De'Aaron Fox and fucking DeMontis Sabonis and the rest of that shitbird Sacramento team. You sound, like Clay, you, sound, you, you sound like Clay Thompson just pointing to his hand when he's. They haven't done anything. No, it's the opposite of that. It's pointing to an empty fucking resume. They, we, so here, um, to finish the question and then go into your discussion because it's important to, right? Why am I worried? There's a saying, trust someone when they tell you who you are. The Warriors spent 82 games showing us this year where they had problems on the road. They had problems with defense and to, to pick up the Sacramento fool. They spent 82 games showing us that, you know, they're really ready this year. Yeah. So if there's a difference, you know, if it's a new season and really the Warriors just needed a, a bunch of motivation to become who they were last year, I'm not worried at all. If this is actually a sign of a chink in the armor and, you know, they're getting older and that motivation follows them into the playoffs, then I am worried. But to to blanket say that they can take us down, I don't agree with. But so we've now covered the why are we worried Sacramento? Yeah, because um, I got a bunch of questions for you about that series. Let me start here. Mike Brown, what kind of advantage do you think that that Mike Brown gives to Sacramento? And is it only one sided? Because I, the way I view it is Mike Brown took a lot of Kerr's system and nobody knows Kerr's system better than Steve fucking Kerr. So give me that analysis. You know, who has the advantage on the coaching um, matchup? I think this is a great radio talking point. It doesn't exist. I, I don't I don't buy this at all. <laughs> I don't buy it in the NFL when Bill Belichick's assistant goes off to the Detroit Lions and they're like, well, Pat Patricia knows what's going to build out. Guess what happened to Pat Patricia? He got fired in like a year and a half. Like it's just, I it never works out. I don't, this is such a weird talking point. Like, come on, man. Like these all, they're all coaching the same sport. I don't care that you were in house. I don't care that you know, you and I know what Steve Kerr wants to do. You and I know what Mike Brown wants to do. It's a motion offense. Steph is going to get off the ball. He's going to relocate. And then he's, you're going to lose him, And he's going to make an open three. Like, that's just what, like, you don't have to work for Steve Kerr to know that it's such an it's it's a non-existent talking point it's not an advantage one way or the other it's the dumbest thing i ever heard and i hate it i'm nodding now to get your approval but what you don't know is that when i gave you that well, what about steve kerr's advantage i felt so fucking smart i thought i'd like blown your mind it was a and great then... no no that was a great table turn like Appreciate if that, that was first take that Thank was like but people are not you know what people aren't talking about steve exactly kerr's right. advantage over mike brown after the break out of all his expel, expel, excel <laughs> spreadsheets in his office. He knows exactly what Sacramento's rotation is going to be. Like, come on. All right, guys here's, been, they've already played 82 games. They've got all the film they need. Um, here's the other thing I thought I'd, I'd just shock you with my competency on. Okay. Yeah. What I really want to see, the reason why I think the Warriors are going to win the series is that Sacramento has never taken a playoff punch. They've had nothing but success this whole year. They're lighting the beam and having the fucking time of their life and, you know, celebrating everywhere they go. But if they go into the playoffs and they're finally here after 17 years and it starts with anything but success, if the Warriors come out hot and punch them in the face, I can see that fan base and that team's collective booties getting very tight. We're going to have a lemon booty situation. And then that's when the Warriors uh, expertise takes hold, you know, and because they, they've taken as many punches as you can take. Possibly the Warriors could get their ass kicked in game one. It would mean nothing if Sacramento gets their ass kicked at any point, it will mean 
everything. They will not know how to react to that. You agree? I don't know. I guess I don't you- really know like the like the emotional baseline of the Sacramento Kings. Like I've spent some time around De'Aaron Fox. I think he's really confident, but I can't really speak to the rest of the group. You can kind of view it one. You can view it that way for sure. You're like, oh, you know what? We just don't have it. Like kind of what the what happened to the Boston Celtics in the finals last yep. year, right? It's sort yep. of the same thing. Or they could just be like, I don't know, man. We haven't been here in 30 years. Like we got nothing to lose. Let's just keep shooting the ball, and it just sort of frees them of whatever pressure. Like they could go the the complete opposite way. I have no idea. That's what sort of makes this series so interesting, isn't it? Because Golden State is this the, the team with all the experience and the pedigree, and yet they're starting the series on the road. And it's and, and Vegas doesn't know what to do, Wes. Um, Vegas yeah. has the Warriors, the sixth seed, not only as favorites in the series as three to one favorites. They're 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 minus two seventy. That means I got to bet two hundred seventy dollars to win a hundred. What do you think the public nudge on that is? Because like the uh, we know that the Warriors are a public team. Ton, a ton. Yeah. Um, And otherwise it would be one to one, or do you think it'd be like a two to one? So I think the the oh they should Sacramento based on the season we've had should be the favorites, maybe real slight favorites. And I think the best indication of that, if in this first game the Warriors lose, I think the odds are going to flip it, it, like enormously because the public will will panic. And I'll tell you what, a little transparency. If that happens, I'm betting a shit ton of money on the Warriors after that first game. You know, not now. I'm not laying minus two seventy, but if they they get um, if it gets up there, I will bet on them. In my um, head, it's a pick 'em. Like I have no idea who to pick yeah. in this series. I and that I think most people are like most pundits are just going in. Yeah, the Warriors will take care of business. Yeah. I've I've got it as a 50-50. I've got no idea. Any prediction? Are you you're going to leave me with? I mean, that's always great, right? No, now. I, I, if you really want me to give a prediction, you're a friend, and I'll give you a prediction. But I really, I, I, have I no do. Clue. I, 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 I want to see one game. You don't want here, me to give you a prediction. Ramp up to it that it. way. Here, here's your first prediction. I want. Okay. What player will Golden State fans come to sports hate on Sacramento before the Sabonis? Okay. No doubt. It's a bonus, and maybe like Kevin Herter. Like come some, on. There, there's Red some Davion Mitchell. There's some Davion Mitchell oh, yeah. potential there. I'm just not sure how many minutes he's going to get if they really have to score with Golden State. But like, uh, it's it's Sabonis, man. Like he does so much yelling just in general. Uh, <laughs> and Warriors fans are going to be like, no, only Draymond gets to yell. Nobody else. <laughs> I'm going to push back because I already hate Red Velvet just based on his nickname alone. And like Kevin Herter, oh, Herter? just his just his overall game. I can see annoying me. You know, like. Sabonis will annoy me just because of his competency. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna be destroying us. If Herder has a big game and I have to watch that redheaded fucking bastard destroy my team, I, I will probably leave with a uh, a hatred of him. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I, how most annoying player in the playoffs? Who would you give that to? I mean, if, in if, the playoffs, the whole playoffs with everybody oh. still there. No, no, no. I'm not saying Kevin Herder. It's a new question. Who who would you view as the most annoying player in the playoffs currently? That's putting me on the spot. Both conferences. Both conferences. Playoffs. And you can you can talk through it. Just you names know, that no, come I don't up have to mind. Actually, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the uh, Brack, Grant Williams on the Boston Celtics. <laughs> no doubt, that's the answer. It's everybody's it's not, answer. It's it not Grant Williams else. versus Dylan Brooks in the finals. Like at least you know. And I think you're right. I think Grant Williams wins, but I feel like Dylan probably there. gets there. You know, like he, he might be at least final four. Dylan Brooks at least has like he'll come in with like a funny outfit or something, and you're yeah. like, oh, like whatever. <laughs> But like Grant Williams is like nothing endearing, like exactly zero right. endearing. No, I love that. It, um, what you are pointing out for me there is that Dylan Brooks kind of wants you to hate him, you know? And yeah. so you're, you're, you're like venturing into it. You're kind of playing his game by, by giving him some of that hate. Grant Williams is just hateable. You know, I don't, I think he'd actually like to be liked. There's a self-awareness about Dylan Brooks that I appreciate. And it feels like Grant Williams doesn't have any of that. Like, like I'm going to sink them both and then missing both free throws for Grant Williams. Like there's zero self-awareness on his part and there's nothing more annoying than the lack of self-awareness as a quality in a person. I don't know if you could tell my face dropped there for a second because I just got to my Mike Brown notation uh, question on my notes and it had a bunch of stars next to it. And I, I had to revisit the giant disappointment because you didn't think that was an incredible question. Uh, my prediction on the series, Golden State in six. Let's go. Six. So they'd clinch it at home then. Clinch it at home. Do you think that there's a home court advantage for the Sacramento Kings or do you think that the the heat, the 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 Warriors like road woes is mitigated by the fact that they only have to go an hour north. They will. Um, that home court advantage will be determined in the first quarter of Game One. And I meant what I said that that punch thing. You know that that it will be a hotbed. They haven't been to playoffs for seventeen years. They are as fired up as they possibly can be. The like the the five minutes before the ball tips, that place will be on fire. But. 
if the Warriors come out hot, it will be silent, you know? And so we'll see. It has the capability, those fans, we've seen them, you know, the whole cowboy or cowbell shit with Phil Jackson. And like, we, I know what they can do. It's just been almost 20 years since we've seen it. Um, that's actually a great question. Who has the better home court advantage in your mind? I think the Kings do. Yeah, I haven't I've never, been I've not. I haven't been impressed with the Chase Center crowd, to be honest. Um, I, they were great in the finals. They were absolutely electric in the finals but um it means something to me when the sacramento home ticket prices are twice as much as the golden state ones it's like the yeah. Warriors fans are like been here done that kind of too cool for school where the kings fans are like the tryhards right now yep. and they're gonna go in there and they're gonna spend five hundred dollars on a ticket and be yeah. like i'm gonna yell my brains out right now to make it worth it i'll take that a step further if I had, let's say I had to bet a mortgage payment on one of the two, right? And I had to bet on which fan base 100% is going to be in their seats to start the third quarter. I'm, it's Sacramento. There's no, yes. there's, there's no way. And I, I love Warrior fans. We do this for Warrior fans, but they're not going to fucking be there when the third quarter starts. And it's exactly what you're talking about. It's the old yeah. hat. You know, they've seen it before. And so it could hedge that exactly. They also direction. have to navigate their way through a maze of portals at Chase Center. And it's <laughs> like, who knows? Like, you've got great sight lines at Golden One Center. Like, they just boom. There's my seat. I could see it. What uh, no broke portals my, in my way. What broke my heart? And and let me let me pause to say, fuck Sacramento. The Warriors are gonna win. Don't get me twisted. I am, you know, I love all the Homer stuff, all that. But you know what kills me is that this season and towards the end of last season, um, during halftime, when you walk around the internal of Chase. All the TVs that used to show games or ESPN, you know, whatever is on, all have a countdown timer. And they're counting down to when you're supposed to be back into your seat. And it's oh. because they must have noticed that people aren't there. And that's, you know, the paint by numbers, how to be good fans. That's not the best thing. It's not the best thing. So, hey, if you're listening to this and you're going to the games, two things. One, put on the shirt. Put on the shirt. They're going to give you a shirt. Put it on. Two, be in your seats. You know, just be that home court I advantage. Just, Everybody goes to get their stuff at halftime. Like it takes a minute if everybody's going, or do you want everybody out of their seats at the end of the second quarter? Like, I don't know. It's just a part of being at a sporting event. Um, I want to just talk. Can we just quickly? I want to get your, your take on this, please. The, the home court advantage or like the home court thing with the Warriors 33 and 8 at home, 11 and 30 on the road. Like, I, I feel like a lot of the conversation has been like, why are the Warriors so bad on the road yep. without also asking why are they so good at home? It's almost just like, a, well, of course, they're 33 and 8. 33 and 8 at home is insane. That's awesome. <laughs> like, that's phenomenal. And I keep coming back to this. I'm like, you know what? If we can't really decide on a, on a, on a reason why they're so great at home and so bad on the road, maybe the truth is somewhere in the middle. And maybe they're closer to being like, maybe they're not really like the greatest team ever when they're at home yep. and maybe they're not the worst team ever when they're on the road. Maybe they're somewhere in the middle, which kind of feels like their, their record should be what it is. Cause I feel like a lot of Warriors fans are like, well, if it wasn't for this road stuff, we'd be like a top three seed in the, in, in the West. And it's just like totally dismissing the fact that the home stuff is completely out of whack too. But I just wanted to get your take on it. Uh, I've got a take for you. Motivation. Um, and so this is Homer take, right? But uh, we've heard different terms for it. I think cohesive grit is what Kerr threw out there defensively, why they can't play well on the road. Um, but I think what's happened is they're just not motivated. And when you are on the road, you need that kind of motivation. And here's why, right? And I and for those who've heard me say this, my apologies. But the Warriors have now won in every way. They won as underdogs, 2015. No one fucking believed in me. They won as giant bullies, KD. Everybody hated them, off they went. And then this last one finished the redemptive arc. You know, they, they, the nobody believes in us, here we are. And so now all the sports movies versions of winning titles have happened. You know, like all the, all the various reasons of like why you want to go out and prove everybody wrong have gone down. And so it's, if, if I was a mountain climber and I climbed all of the significant peaks, wouldn't stop mountain climbing. I still like the fucking hobby, but Steve my Curry's motivation analogy, it's a good analogy, yeah, right? It's solid. It's really, it's, it's yeah. so. That, you know, if, if I'm looking to anything, it's because the the home crowd gives them proper motivation. And if I'm going to transfer it over, right, playoffs. Playoffs are the reason why they will be motivated. But we'll find out pretty fucking soon. You know, I mean, they, they've they earned themselves a road start to these playoffs. So we'll find out really quick. Uh, here, this seems like the perfect question. All right. So, quote, we hear the term switch every single year. I say it that way because they put a period between every single year which which was aggressive but i thought like dramatic and nicely done 
Do you Agreed. believe in the playoff switch that's in uh, quotation marks? And do you think Golden State has one? So what do you think? I do believe in the playoff switch. I think we've seen it enough times. Uh, the 2001 Lakers are kind of the, the team huh. of the switch, right? Like that's the one that immediately comes to mind, like bottom defense in the league, like no, nobody caring and so comes around Kobe Shaq, do Kobe Shaq things, blah, blah, blah whatever. Uh, I think of the, to a different extent, it wasn't as extreme, but similar, the 2013 Miami Heat uh, kind of felt like they flipped a switch. And I would say even the 2018 Golden State Warriors felt like they flipped a switch too. Yep. And that's not to say that they didn't win. Like they won a bunch of games. They're still one of the top seeds, but like it, they definitely were not playing up to their capacity. They weren't like, let's go out and win 73 games. You know what I mean? Like they, they weren't doing that. So um, I, I think we've seen it. I don't think that this team has it. Um, I, I think that I think that the switch is reserved for the top end talented teams. And I actually don't think that there's a team in the league right now that hmm. is is flip switchable switchable. Like I, I don't think that there's a team that's earned that. And maybe that sounds extreme considering what the Warriors have done over the last decade, but I don't think this team at, at, as currently constructed is has proven that this that, that they could flip a switch uh at all. You know, I could we say that's the reason for the home and road disparity that they they flipped the switch when they came home? No, I just think it's weird. <laughs> I just think it's a weird thing, and I think that they're basically like I don't think they're that good at home. I don't think that they're that good of a team. You look at the other teams. They're talking about their around. record. They have they yep. keep records, Wes, and they have an incredible home. Okay, and they're also very bad on the road. Like, and then yeah, nobody but, can figure out why they're so good at home and why they're so bad on the road. You what are you talking about? I just record. told you. I just gave you an amazing reason, <laughs> one that apparently Steve Kerr fucking agrees with. Well, Steve, what's what else is Steve going to say? But like it, they're 33 and eight at home. All right. The Nuggets are 34 and seven and they won nine more games than the Warriors did. The Grizzlies are 35 and six and they won uh, bad at math, seven more games than the than the Warriors did. Those are the top two teams in the Western Conference. The Celtics and Bucks are both 32 and nine at home. Those are the top two seeds in the East. The difference between those teams and the Warriors is that they also took care of business for the most part on the road. Yep. They're closer to 500 on the road where the Warriors are dog doo-doo on the road. Yep. Uh, and they look like the Detroit Pistons on the road, right? So, like that. So uh, if, if you're trying to explain, like, uh, give me a reason. And the fact is, like, they just don't care when they have to leave their home. Like, I just don't buy that, man. Like, and I, I know that Steve is saying it and Draymond is saying it like, oh, you know, getting older and we just don't want to go out and do stuff. And it's like, whatever. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't buy it. I really don't buy it. And if and if that is the case, man, then I question the competitive fire of this team. Oh, they don't give I a don't fuck. I don't think that you could. Yeah, do. they don't so give a shit about the, the so regular season. Care, okay, no, but here, now you're, but now you're playing on the road. Here's, here's where I'll push you back. Here's where I'll push back. And I'm going to use the way that you phrased it when we first started. If we fast forward a few months, someone from the future came into my office right now and said, guess what? Warriors won it all. Neither of us would be shocked. And then we would say, fine, they just didn't care. Regular season didn't mean anything yeah. to them. And it, and it wouldn't be stretching imagination. It wouldn't be ridiculous. It would make perfect sense. So, and maybe that might not happen. We, you know, well, we, we're still a few months away, but to say for sure, that's not the reason we don't know that it, they so, could have a motivational switch. Maybe. And okay. So let's, let's, let's do this then. They, they, they flip the switch. What is that switch turning on? Is it turning on a championship Defense. team? Yeah. Is it turning on defense or is it just turning on a slightly better version of the Warriors than we saw in the regular season? It's turning because on the you could... 2022 champions um, from last year. That's what it's doing. That's exactly what it's doing. They are they are suddenly now. So it's it's Do you not think just this team on paper is as good as the team last year. I, right now, having what I just watched, no. But if you're asking me, is there a switch that they can turn? Sure. And and it's not just motivation. That's not fair. Um, the schedule is much fucking easier for a veteran team now. There's no more back-to-backs. There's not any real travel. In fact, they're not traveling at all in the first round. The rotation will shrink. We're not worried. About, I mean, what I said before, that these things have kind of gelled right when we needed it, I meant the 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 need to give Anthony Lamb real minutes is gone. Um, you're not going to see Ty Jerome at all. James Wiseman's experiment is extinguished. They now, you know, we have a real rotation and it's translated into an eight out of 10 stretch. Maybe it, it'll, it'll end and maybe we'll see all of those problems, but this isn't me pulling shit out of my ass. This is what's happened. You know I mean? The things have changed and there's objective reasons why it's not just we're trying harder. Their rotation makes sense now. You know, they, there's reasons to flip over. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What player on the Warrior not named Steph Curry is the most important to the playoff run in your mind? Kevon Looney, I think. Huh, why? I'm kidding, but I just wanted to see what you would say. I loved it. No, you had me. I mean, because the, the I thing that I came up with your Mike Brown argument. I loved it, dude. The, the, the thing that worries me most is the answer to this question, and you've already hit it, because to me, it's Wiggins. And without having seen him, when looking this up, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's been months, but he's missed more than 40 games, the which is an insane. played uh, 36 an games? An insane amount of games. So... You know, if uh, everything I just told you, I believe in. It's but the idea, yeah, and, and absolutely, it has to be. When he was their second best player in the finals last year, and I don't think that's even like an arguable statement. I think everybody's sort of come to an agreement on that. Um, and I especially look at this first round, and the great thing about Andrew Wiggins, and I, I reported on this when they traded for him, is offensively there were a lot of questions. Right, twenty point per game score with Minnesota, not very efficient though. What can he do? The cutting, can he make open threes? Yep. All that stuff. And I just kept hammering home. This is a defensive move. It's it's a move, obviously, to create some integrity within the lineup and have a true small forward. But if anything, this is a move to sort of be insurance behind Clay Thompson because you yep. didn't know what Clay was. Clay was the guy that always picked up the lead ball handler when 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 Steph couldn't. Steph has got much better at picking up lead ball handlers lately. But I don't I don't want Steph guarding De'Aaron Fox in this first yeah. round. Do you? Nobody does. No. GP2. Um. And uh, no, put him on the redhead. You know, you, you figure it out. Who <laughs> oh, um, I already hate. <laughs> you already hate. <laughs> But uh, Wiggins, that's going to be his assignment. It's going to be, hey, you haven't yeah. played basketball in a really long time. You've been running a little, as we've already established here. Now you got to run a lot and really fast for a long time against a dude who I've, I would have voted if on my fake ballot as second and most improved behind Shane yep. Gilgis Alexander this year. He's awesome. Darren Fox is awesome. And he's got a lot of moves, and his three-point shot has come along. He's going to test Wiggins, and the Warriors are going to know real quick what kind of conditioning Wiggins has been up to when uh, when he's been away from the team. So um, it's got to be Wiggins. It's yep. got to be Wiggins. Because also, I don't know, maybe you're taking Draymond Green for granted because you you already know what you're going to get from him. DPOY level defense, not much on offense. Like, he's going to be really important, especially when it comes to Sabonis uh, in guarding him. But it just feels like Wiggins is the ultimate X factor. Completely agree with you, man. Um, I, and I think, I mean, Steph, Clay, and Dre, and you kind of said it there. I, I believe in the level of excellence that they're going to bring, and I, I just assume it, foregone conclusion. But where they are in their careers, and this was true last year, they won. It's not a shot at them. They're going to need help. They need people to really contribute. I'll go a step further with Wiggins. I don't think he was the second best player on the Warriors. I think he was the second best player in the finals. And a lot of that was the defense he played on Tatum. If he's not ready to do that, you know, I mean, then, yeah, we, we're going to have big problems and they're not going to be motivation based. You know, we're going to have to get right past that. All right. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure. I appreciate the disrespect to Al Horford, but continue. <laughs> well, that was aimed right at you. You're like, I didn't take any shots at LeBron yet. Um, are, are you, <laughs> were you watching last night, by the way? Would you, uh, would you think of that Minnesota LeBron game? Oh my God. That was awesome. I love that was basketball game. game. If really I were a fan a of either game. of those teams, I would have been so stressed out. I would have been binge drinking. Uh, the Anthony Davis fouling Conley in the corner there right after Reggie Miller was like, don't foul a three-point shooter. And Anthony Davis is like, hold my beer. <laughs> Let me go foul a three-point shooter right quick. Do you uh -huh. see the, the uh, post-game interviews? Where LeBron did the most LeBron thing ever when he was, they were sitting there. I don't remember who was interviewing them, um, but it was he and Dennis Schroeder. And they were talking about, oh, you know, D Schroeder should have had the game winning shot. And then oh, LeBron yeah. looks off camera and goes, but he had a brain fart. And it was like the most, like, he, he does it in this good natured, we're friends and this is fine. But it's such a manipulative, like, of course, well, so I'm not going to let you forget that. that. You exactly right. Up. Like, you know, uh, you and, may have won I this, but I love dad LeBron too, because it's such a, like a dad LeBron thing to say brain fart. Yeah. That's oh, what yeah. also stuck out to me. <laughs> There's mean, a lot of players that would have gotten bleeped. Like you bleeped up. But like <laughs> well, LeBron was like, that was a brain fart, I, son. So I could admit something to you that I don't want to admit. Don't tell anybody else. Maybe we'll make the mics go uh, cold here. But now, you know, I'm, I'm a dad. I got a seven year old. I don't know why. So 
I think I'm edgy enough. I drop F-bombs everywhere. I think I'm a funny dude. When I'm with my daughter, I find myself telling dad jokes. I have no idea. The other day she said, I'm hungry. And I said, hi, I'm Bram hungry. And then I immediately hated myself. I was like, you're like, oh my God. Like, I don't know what happens or why that's gone down with me. Um, Save me and save me this way. Here's a brand new segment. And it's one I'm testing out with you. I basically made it for you. And I'm really excited about it. All right. It's called You're the Best Around. The segment's easy. Oh, I'm going to give you a category. Then you give me the best thing in that category. Uh, who's the gotcha. best three-point shooter in the playoffs? I'd say Steph. And I'm calling it You're the Best Around because I love that song in Karate Kid. And I want an excuse to be playing that underneath as we talk. So that's going to be happening. We don't have it now. You know, I don't have the production value. But know that when people are listening to this, that will be going down. And here's our first, Wes. Who is the best coach in the playoffs? First of all, I love that as your creative process. I love that insight behind the, behind the curtain. It's like, what's a song that I just want to play on the podcast? Love I want to put a segment to it. <laughs> it's, it's so great. It works really well for me. We should. I want to have that conversation off air. Is like how we come up with segments. Uh, what was your question? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, Why I, I hate no you as a guest? No, best coach in the playoffs. Best coach in the playoffs. Okay, so all right. Important thing here. We're recording this Wednesday night. Uh, Bulls Raptors are still playing in the play-in. Does the play-in count as the playoffs, or sure. are these teams sort of okay uh, for today? Not- yeah, and, and Nick Nurse is still on the list. All right for. 15 more minutes. Okay. Um, I would say then Eric Spolstra is the best coach in the playoffs since the Heat are, and people might laugh at me because they just bleep the bed against the, the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday, uh, on Tuesday night. But I, I still think that giving, giving, giving Spo a, a actual decent roster, I'd probably put him as the best coach in the playoffs. Did my dad joke make you not want to say shit? I mean, you could say it did. shit. I, then, I, I hated it. Yeah, no, it's okay. You could, yeah, it was really it was, weird. Yeah, I've never, I, I don't think it, I've ever. I was all confused. I, I don't know why you did that. Uh, all right. I didn't like it. Best food at an arena. In the playoffs or like playoff arenas? Nope. Cross all, the all 30. Oh, okay. All the ones so you've been to. Yep. I guess. Um, best food. Oh, that's a great question. Oh, I knew it was right up your alley. There's a reason I didn't share this one with you. I kind of wanted to, to watch your process go out. It's definitely not Orlando. It's just soft pretzels there. <laughs> so weird. I was like, dude, I don't want carbs and sodium. Yeah, there's an old person out. joke in there somewhere, but I'll, I'll leave it to the side. Best food. Um, Memphis was solid. Uh, New Orleans was solid. Um, Staples is actually, or whatever they call it now, is actually pretty solid in terms of snacks. Um, they have an ice cream machine, which is good. You're going to hate me. I think I'm going to go Sacramento on this. Oh, you bet. You're just <laughs> trying to hurt me. There's no question at all. You're just trying to hurt Golden me. Golden One is my favorite arena <laughs> in the NBA. It is. It's the best one. It's the best arena. It's got the best food. It's you could just say the food. Lines. I mean, settle down. No one's asking all those other things. What They food have do the like best there? oatmeal raisin cookies I've ever had. I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm actually, I actually like oatmeal raisin. So that's, that's I a, don't. I do. What? And they make me like it. That's oh, how, so these will blow your mind, Bram. These will blow your mind. If you have a, a base level ending. of liking them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like them. Here, I'll, uh, I'll give you and a- then their main courses are good. That's the tough thing. Like every arena has a main course kind of situation. Yep. And then they also have like halftime sort of hors d'oeuvres, kind of like cocktail hour stuff. But it's usually just like popcorn and like bags of, uh, of Lay's. And Sacramento just goes all out on, on both fronts. They do a great job. And I think it's a real home court advantage for them. I'm going to have a controversial take here. One I've never really said in here. You know what I don't like? Garlic fries. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. I understand that like they're really popular. So you in the to, uh, you're, you're there at McCovey Cove and, or, you know, and, and you're not, you're not digging on the truffle garlic fries over there at a Giants game. I've gotten them and like I've been with friends and they get them and I don't know why, but I lie. I'm like, oh, these are so great. Like I, I love getting the garlic fries, but between you and I, I don't really like garlic fries. They, they're, they're uh, kind of dry and I feel weird using ketchup with them. And they cost eight more dollars for some reason. Oh, it's and ridiculous. It's the most, I, you and I are in complete alignment on this. It's the most overrated food. And you know what? I'll go a step, step further here. I think everybody's lying about it <laughs> because it doesn't taste different. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't taste different. And it if it just does, it tastes fries, worse. It tastes worse. And you know what it tastes like? A lot of garlic. No, that's factually accurate. Uh, my favorite thing is the crab sandwich at Chase, although it'd be a little bit cheaper if I just ate diamonds. So, you know, that's off to the side. Our next question, man. Best starting five in the playoffs. 
starting five. Um, if you say Sacramento, I'm not going to tell you what. <laughs> Technically, they are. You bet. Like, oh, I, but I'm not going to. No, I'm not. No, I'm not doing. It. I'm not doing that. Um, I'm so where I'm at right now. I'm between Denver and Phoenix, and I think I'm going to lean Phoenix just because they've got Kevin Durant. You could tell me, well, they got you know whoever started Tory. It's not Tory Craig. Whoever they got starting at power forward now. Um, and and I'll just tell you, I don't care because their other starters are DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. You could put me and you at the four and share and and just <laughs> play 24 minutes a piece, and that's still probably the best starting five in the NBA. I I think they're really good. I do have questions about their depth, blah, blah, blah. But in terms of your question, I'd probably lean them. I like the chemistry that Denver has. I like how Jokic gets them involved. Um, I, I like Sacramento starting five, but their defense, they, they can't guard anybody. And I think when Phoenix is fully engaged, look, they're 8-0 with Kevin Durant in the starting lineup. So there you go. That's my stat to back it up. Phoenix Suns. There you go. Boom. You and I haven't talked for a while, and it is what it is. I haven't been able to give you some updates. One of them is I'm actually the starting power forward for the Phoenix Suns now. Um, and things have been going pretty well. Yeah, I mean, we're happy. Running we're happy a little. With the 8-0. Yeah, I've been running a little bit, too. Um, so, yeah, that's that's been going pretty well for me. Uh, best team in the West and the East. So I'm asking you to tell me who you think makes it out of the Western Conference playoff bracket and the Eastern Conference playoff bracket. So uh, yesterday I was on a radio show in New Zealand. Oh, brag. I, mean, I was I was not in New Zealand. The radio show was in New Zealand. <laughs> and that was my first experience uh, on a Kiwi radio show. And uh, I got to be honest, I couldn't understand like 50 percent <laughs> of the questions they asked me. <laughs> I I hope I made any sense and answered any of their questions. That is. A did you ask what at any point? Did you say what? I was so embarrassed. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was. I didn't want to be that American that just doesn't understand things. I'm like because they're speaking the same language, oh, yeah. oh, but they're not. But oh. they're not. And I've been. I've been, and I've I did been. not. I had that exact same fucking experience, and I fired off one what per conversation, and that's it. Like you felt there's no way you could go for the double you get, what. You get one now. You <laughs> no double what. No. Uh, but they did ask me at the very end, like. I'm not even going to try. I was going to do it. I'm not going to try to do it. It would be so bad and <laughs> potentially accent. potentially insulting to a listener. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. But they did ask me for my finals pick. And that was the first time that I actually had to give one. Yep. And I wasn't prepared. And that was done by me because I was on a sports radio show. Um, but I will stick to it because I've thought about it more since then. And this is the longest possible answer that you probably could have ever imagined. I enjoyed it. Your it's a journey. Um. I'm going Phoenix and Milwaukee, and I actually feel pretty good about it. And it's not, I know it's not like an off the wall answer. I'm not giving you off. I, I fully believe in Milwaukee. I fully believe in Phoenix. It's um, it's the statistical probability, according to Vegas, best breakfast cereal. Mm. In the playoffs or in, the playoffs. in general? Yeah, no, in the in playoffs. The, yeah. Playoffs. Okay. Overall. I love, okay. So if you get them, if you get them when they're right off, right off the bush, like peak, like season crunch berries, Captain Crunch. Oh, whoa. Like when they're really ripe. Wow. <laughs> when the berries are ripe. Yeah, no, you don't want, you definitely like get the don't Whole want Foods ones. Right? Overripe yeah. ones are terrible. You don't want That's that. exactly yeah. right. When you get them fresh like that, I'll go uh, <laughs> Captain Crunch, Crunch Berries. I feel like if that's an actual answer, is that really the cereal you like? I actually, because yeah. I, I feel like you're a cereal too. killer if that's true, dude. Like that's a very weird specific cereal, and I don't trust people who eat Crunch Berries. So this might be the end of well, our. Well, it's language. way better than the regular Captain Crunch without the berries. Yeah. Frosted Flakes, my friend. Simple. I love Frosted Flakes. It's up elegant. There. Top three. So sure. easy. Yep. Not top yep. three. It's one. It's a list actually, of one. I like Corn Flakes quite a bit. Not as much as Frosted Flakes, but I do like just the flake as a base is is I, is an easy entry point for me. I like cornflakes too. Sometimes I just add sand to my milk instead of cornflakes. But I mean, you know, whatever works for you is fine for me. Best team in the league. Who wins it? Uh, Warriors. Hey, there you go. That's, 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 you know what? Even though it's consistently impossible, have you just heard your finals pick? I'll take it. Don't even give me another answer, dude. Like, let's go. I love it. Um, I get, I need your real answer. Who do you think? Okay. Okay. You do need the real answer. Um, Man, this is where, okay, so uh, I hate this. I should have asked that in a New Zealand accent. I also don't have that in pocket. Otherwise, it would have been great. We really should get somebody to do that. <laughs> um, can we get like chat, GP, whatever that is? That chat. Oh, we've got with uh, one. We have, as part of our Patreon supporters, we have a couple of Australians who mean the world to me. And we could, you know, next time I'll have them on, they'll, they'll fire off a couple of questions for you. That's different, though, than New Zealand. But it it's is. Close enough but it's close. It's as close as yeah. I got. You right. were getting ready to use chat fucking AI, dude. So, I mean, I gave you a real person. Get my GPS to do it. 
Um, who'd I pick? Phoenix and Milwaukee. I really, man, I, ugh. he'll be hurt, dude. CP3 will be hurt. That's he's going to, he needs to average like 30 minutes. There's no way he's still going to be healthy at the end of three rounds of playoff basketball. I really like the way Giannis and Brooke Lopez are guarding too. It's not going to be the same as two years ago in the finals where like that mid range stuff was wide open. It'll be there, but it won't be like there the way it was a couple of so I'll go, I'll go the Bucks and 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 I'll and my reasoning will be a nod to their uh their pedigree, the fact that they've done it before, they've been together a long time, and, and the Suns haven't. So uh respect play, I'll go the Bucks. I have a judgment theater here, but also I've kept you for way longer than I intended. So your call, dude. You're on East Coast time. If you've got time, we'll roll through a judgment theater. If not, we'll we'll bang it and uh, and wrap it here. Can we do it in five minutes? Let's find out. Right. The uh, the conversational topic is, or the scenario is, and this just recently happened to me. Um, went in, I was in a restaurant, saw somebody, recognized them, um, but didn't know their name at all. They came over, didn't want to talk to them. It was what it was. And the first thing they said was, you don't remember me, do you? And so for sure, oh. I knew I should, right? But they throw that out there. The you know they They wanted to create the awkward deal. So if that happens, how do you handle it? Go ahead and guess with me. What did I do? I think I feel like you said yes, of course. And you gave him one more chance to double down on it. Because then uh -huh. the, the answer is, what's my, then they go, what's my name? Who am I? Where do you remember me from? I, so you're on the money and I'll add extra. Yep. I, I said, of course I do. Of course I do. And then before they could talk, started trying to fire off enough general questions where I could gather enough string to be like, Oh, it's this oh, person, nice. you know, like yeah, when's yeah, the yeah. last time Good we deal. saw each other again, you know, minute, right. It's been, yeah. it's been a long, where were we, where were we when we, when we saw <laughs> each other, that person saw through that shit so quickly, just kind of patiently like nodded and then doubled down, you know, with, with essentially, um, they didn't get there immediately. First, they started using my name unnecessarily. There's only oh, fucking God. two of us in the conversation, you know, so I know who you're talking about. You didn't have to lead off with like, Bram. So, oh. you know, and then with details and ultimately we parted ways and that person knew for sure. I had no idea who the fuck they were um, for you. Neither would surprise me. I can see you being willing to just be like, nope. I don't. And you you would make light of it. You you would um, take the sting out of it. There'd be some jokey way that you could do it where both of you like, yeah, okay, I don't know it, but I do like you and we don't have to have this be a big deal. Um, or I can see you doing what I did. Tap dancing long enough to try to get your way yeah. through it. I'm going to go to the first one. I think you diffuse it. I think that you admit it, but by admitting it, you take away its vitriol. Yep. You're absolutely right. This happened to me recently. Um, the other thing about me is if I'm surprised, very bad liar. I wear my emotions <laughs> outward immediately. So if my emotion at that moment is confused, if that's sort of my state, I look very confused. <laughs> and so this happened to me recently. I was uh, I was actually at uh, Madison Square Garden cover a Heat uh, Knicks game. And there was somebody there who I guess we knew each other via online, which is even worse, like never having met the person online. And then the person goes, do you know who I am? Straight up. And I go. No, <laughs> I don't. And then they introduced themselves and then it started to click. Although it did not immediately. Um, and then it started to click and I figured it out. But uh, did you do the catch yeah. up after you start? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then like give them a yes. couple of details like, oh, and I then do I remember. Have, and, then, and, you know, and then you then you have to be like way more interested than you oh, are. Wow. Like, oh, my Thousand God, percent. I'm so excited that we're finally connecting. And What's your phone number? Like, we need to do this again. Like, oh, yeah, like right. let's grab coffee or something. Grab a drink. Can I buy somewhere. you a present? Like, what's your address? <laughs> I'll, I'll prime it. Like, you know, it's it's it's. It, it, it's so pointless. And then you get out of it and they're like, oh, I'll see you around. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then I didn't. And that was the best. <laughs> um, and, but honestly, just screw that guy who you ran into and was like, and like, that's the, that's how old was this person? Ah, uh, mid thirties, maybe. Oh, they okay, should know 27. better. 27. That feels like a 27 year old move. Yeah, no, they should like, know better. Was, should what know do better. you, like, how, where do you think this what is you going trying to prove? Next? Would yeah. you like for us to just sit here in awkward, like weird interaction? You know, like there's, there's no upside here. I mean, why? You know, why I know, I know, you know, and let's yeah. just move on. Let's be polite, cordial, and just move on as adults. Like, what do we got? Obviously, this is not meant to be. What I wanted to say, no, you, I don't even want to be fucking talking to you right now. Like, why are we even having this discussion? No, dude? Like, screw, that, <laughs> screw that guy. And anybody listening, don't ever call anybody out. You know that they don't remember who you are. 
get through as much of the conversation as you please and then move on with your life. And then and then maybe it'll click with that guy later, like four hours. Oh, it was that guy. And then maybe it happens again and he remembers you down the road. But don't be a jerk. If you're over 30 years old, you got enough people in your life. Move on. I'm so happy we did the Jesuit Theater. Two reasons. One, I, you know I love having you on, and I love doing the Jesuit Theaters with you. Two, if you had been like, nope, fuck you, I don't have time, I would have hated you forever. I mean, we never would have got beyond that. So, you know, like, and even the five minutes, it's like, what do you mean? Do we need more info? So, nicely played. Um, I cannot wait to have you back on after they've beaten Sacramento, and we get to fucking parade around Let's that they it. beat those shitbirds. Yes. Um, but I look forward to this all week having you on didn't disappoint and i'm sure everybody out there is listening wants way more goldberg in their life where do they go uh well actually kind of fun i haven't even said this uh i haven't announced it yet so anybody listening um, i'm gonna be doing a weekly column uh over at fansided.com on the nba playoffs, hey. the playoffs so that'll be fun please go check out my latest story for the ringer on kevin love um if you don't read it just click on it that'd be cool and then um uh, and then the podcast, uh, Thursday nights, Friday morning on Locked on NBA, like however long the Warriors are going to the playoffs, we'll be talking Warriors and however long they're going to the playoffs. I'm sure I'm going to be writing plenty about the Warriors every week. So check it out. Two quick things. Uh, colleagues, we are on word word on fan sided oh, yeah. nickel too. So, Hey, we, uh, we're teammates again, but way more importantly and illustrating how much I love you and the article. So I read the Kevin Love article, um, and really enjoyed it. Get out there, check it out, but more, and this is hundred percent true thinking of you loving you and knowing how I think that shit works. I not only refreshed it a bunch of times, the last time I refreshed it, I just kept it up on my computer screen for hell long. So like if they're tracking how long someone's watching it all day, I gave you eight hours, man. And I, I really, like this you, guy yeah. is a slow reader. It is what it is. I mean, Oh, I, yeah. I like to take my time soaking on the details. Yeah. Yeah. He did what with that comma there? Wow. Wow. That's yeah. That's exactly looked up Syntax. some words. It was, uh, yeah. it was great stuff for Thank us. You. you want to get us a question? Good job. Or let us know. We did a good job, bad job, any job, or even, Get us a golden question. Shoot that to huddle at warriorshuddle.com. Social media. We're on both Twitter and Instagram now. I'm running the Twitter account. Marcus is doing the Instagram account. And then we also have YouTube. And that is basically Maxime's domain. Um, on all three of those platforms, just search Warriors Huddle and you'll find us. With that in mind, go Warriors, fuck the Kings, and we'll talk to you real soon. Good, good. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.